the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is another episode of The Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This is episode 362 for the week commencing Monday, the 7th of December 2015. I'm Edwin Herman, and I'm pleased to introduce my co hosts for this episode, Brett King and Ben Sonko. Welcome to you both. Hello. Thanks. Ben, how was your weekend? Uh, it, was, it was good. Yeah. Dude, um, I, I, let me guess, let me guess. Okay, you were yeah. doing more building on your yep. land yep. just up the coast, yeah? Yep, that's right. Of I course. made a, um, I made a tower for my solar panels. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, and Ooh. I've started to do the wiring for all of the electronics as well. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I like asking you about this project because every time I ask you, there is, there is progress, there is something new, there is a, another... Oh. But that's there's been, been a lot of progress. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's Good. great. Mm. Is it going to batteries to then? Yeah, there's, so right now there's one one 120 watt panel going into a 130 amp hour battery, and the whole system's capable to have two panels and two batteries, so I can just double the capacity pretty easily. And then if oh, I want yeah, to do, okay. if I want to do anything bigger than that, I just have to upgrade. But I mean, that's, I'm expecting this to be enough. Uh, and I don't really, I don't need a lot of power. I don't have a lot out there. So there's nothing constant. It's just charging, charging phones, charging, running music, lights, that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's going to be fun to play with. I'm looking forward to it. If I remember correctly, you said you were going to do everything on 12 volts, right? You're not inverting it to 230 AC, is that right? I'll run an inverter, but only for stuff I need to. Everything else will run 12 volt. It's way more efficient to avoid the um, to avoid an inverter. You get a lot yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where I can, so lights will be 12 volt. Um, if I need to run a pump, that'll be 12 volt. Um, music I'm doing through a car stereo, so that runs 12 volt. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's a very good decision. What about a fridge, like? Can, I've can got you... a three-way fridge, um, so they reckon it's pretty pretty inefficient to run it on 12 volt. I imagine it'll be a lot worse running it through the inverter, and I've got the gas for it. I just haven't used it yet. I just okay. chuck a bottle of ice in there, and it stays cold over the weekend, so I haven't actually needed to turn it on. Oh, hmm. of course, yeah. Yeah, I've just hmm. got to think differently, right? Yeah. About these, you know, solving the same problems. Hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. I'm pretty pretty off-grid. Um, you, you should be blogging your progress. Or well, I suppose you're too busy working on it to blog it, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I take photos, but that's about the extent. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm not really a blogger. Yeah. Okay. It's just that I, I know a lot of people would be really interested in that. But, I mean, you know, if it, it's your thing, you know, you don't you don't have to. I just thought if you, you know, were that way inclined, but, yeah. Not really that way inclined, mm. I guess. No, fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty, well look, let's uh, kick off with the show. First up, the, the, an interesting one here, the BBC, uh, BBC Research and Development have been doing what their name is about, research and development, into personalised movies. Movies via, well a movie delivered via an app. 
that is customised. Your scenes are cut out, other scenes are brought in, different music, etc., based on a profile that it builds from you. That information is collected via an app. Well, what do you guys think of this? First thing that comes to mind is just privacy. Indeed, that's why that's the first thing that came to my mind as well. First, it was like that sounds interesting, but. Haven't I heard something like that before? And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is kind of like when Facebook decided that based on your profile, it was going to decide what information you should see. (laughs) And that's the same sort of thing. You're not seeing anybody's actual story. So how are you going to do this? Is this going to be, is it going to end up being like, you know, uh, an Eliza engine where you think you might be having a conversation with somebody, but eventually you start to see repetitions and bits that just don't quite make sense. Is it going to end up being something like that? (laughs) Let me start off by responding you drew a parallel with the Facebook thing, but the one difference is that with this, you you know what you're getting into. You know what it's about. Like with Facebook, they just did that with oh, the information indeed, they already indeed. had. But the point so, is, so you, when you're going in with this, you know that that's what what yes, what it's you, about. You know what you you're getting, and so in a gimmicky sort of way, you know you might want to watch it once, but then that kicks back to exactly what Ben said, privacy. The privacy issues over Facebook using all of its data that it gathers from you to profile you and decide what you do or do not like. Uh, This one is you have to buy in to somebody profiling you. And once they have that profile of you, what is going to stop them or a third party associated with them uh, using it to then target advertising to you on all of the other BBC sites or selling it to other third parties, this profiling data about you? It It is gimmicky, but has potentially serious um, privacy. Yeah, what are they going to do with it afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or even how do they store it? I mean, are they storing it in the way that you want it to be stored? Indeed. Um, Are they storing it in a secure way? Yeah, because they're going to have a massive database of indexed information about people because they're going through all sorts of all sorts of metadata and you know looking at your your music collections, probably looking at the type of photos you take, looking at your contacts, yeah, all the different apps that you're in, like a huge amount of data. Um, Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want that accessible. But you see, if there's nothing Nobody that links, wants to be profiled. Yeah, well, the thing is, for me, if there was nothing linking that data to me as a person... And, but it and is other, linking to you as a person. That is the point of it. Not well, only is it linking no, to you know, via this data dredging, but it actually they talk about actually asking you to fill in surveys so they can get the data to be even more closely profiled to you. Yeah, but it's, it, surely it's not linking it to to me, me, like as in... Oh, yeah, they you, know? you. Because, hello, part of it is using profile data from a phone app to build a profile of you as a user. So they know, would know, do you it think they would know my name? And, and, to you. Yeah. And I mean, I reckon they'd, they'd, they'd know all of that, but even my if they... Account, Yep, they know yep. everything. They know everything about you. But even if they didn't, even if for some reason they did isolate your name from your profile, as soon as you showed up and did something, they'd be able to recognize you. So See, it, it wouldn't have, matter yeah. if they knew your name or not. 
Yeah. See, I don't have a problem with it, pseudonymity. The, to me, you know, having like a, a, a profile about me, but but not linked, if you like, to other but it is personal data. To you, I don't Ed. have a problem with that. It is yeah, linked I, 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 to you. That's what you're saying now. I understand that. Phone app, mm. and mm. everything is linked to you via your IP. Whether you are signed into stuff or not, it is all tracked back to you via your cookies and via your IP. Which is why, well, whether yeah. you're logged into Google or not, uh, you will get tailored advertising based on your previous Google searches, purely because Google has tracked your IP, tracked the cookies that it's placed in your browser. It is storing and collecting that information, whether you sign in or acknowledge it or not. And so it will you know, actually you, have yeah. it'll have more information than you actually have on yourself. It'll be collating little bits of information that you would never think to collect. It'll look at your whole web footprint, where your phone actually travels physically, where what, what things you do, whereabouts on the phone you click, the different times of the day that you do it. Yeah, it'll it has be looking at bits of information. Far reaching ramifications. Yeah. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're saying they decide no, to use it. They they can. There's they can. no evidence yeah, to the say point. that they will. This is, Oh, no, there's nothing to say that they will. They need to build a better profile. That's the answer to everything. Indeed, a better profile (laughs) about you means they need to know everything about you because they're going to want to not reach a vital point in the show if they know that you're about to do your evening bathroom visit. And we have to sign you up for this Netflix subscription so we can see how you react to this kind of thing. We have to do that to build a better profile. And if you're watching stuff on Hulu, we need to know what (laughs) videos you're watching on Hulu. We'd also like to know what you watch on YouTube. So that helps us build a profile about what sort of things we should add to this movie that we're going to create for you. Either way, you've got massive privacy implications and then you've got the gimmick of having an Eliza engine Make up a story for you that no, I don't. I don't think it is. No, I think I think from from what I understand, from looking at the media clip about this, they 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 film a movie with different segments, and the segments are split out and uh, into different, if you like, components that are brought together in the browser, and and so it's just which which ones are brought in, which ones are left out. What if I don't like the version that it shows me? Well, this is their their research. They're trying to get, this is exactly what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to get an algorithm to, or they have developed an algorithm that they believe for most people will will bring them the version that will interest them most based on the profile. Really? I think some of it was changing colours as well, like changing a background colour. Changing colours, changing the the different types of music. Um, yep, yeah, music, leaving certain scenes out, bringing other scenes in. Um, I, mean, that, that I in don't see a, how they're going to create actual coherent, interesting stories with that. Well, you I can, like you, sappy music. I like sappy music, but I like hardcore, violent shows. What is it going to provide for me? John, Wick. am I going to see an a you know a mixed martial arts fight scene with a a love soundtrack or a sad song? No, no, no. But this you've got to remember, Brett. This is one stupid. No, no, no. This is one film that they have made with lots of different components. Not all of them will be brought in, and and there's and so they they know what can be left out, what can't be left, you know what needs to go with what. So this is a proof of concept, and so far they've done a it's, done one film. It sounds to me like it's more a proof of concept of how can we get people to give us more information to build a profile about them than a proof of concept of let's have a, uh, a choose-your-own-path adventure interactive movie. 
Yeah, because if you're not, having to choose not, your own adventure uh, interactive movie, then you give the people the option to to change. What yeah, but they it's want not about that, is it? No, yeah, no, it is about building mm. this profile around you. Mm. See, I personally, I don't have a problem with with having. I also think it's having my my data, like my profile about me there. What what I don't like so much is giving some random company my name, my email address, my IRD yeah, number, giving, my passport number, etc., etc. Et this is giving one particular company who could then on sell it to other companies. Uh, access to significant amounts of profiling data on you to build yeah, something see, like I, I don't I don't worry too much about that personally. Uh, to me, it's more the hard data that like a profile, whether I'm more creative or less creative, lazy or hardworking, et cetera, that uh, to me is um, more mathematical, more arty. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for that to be. But it's more than that. Yeah. It is It is like a fingerprint of you. Every time you go to a web page, if they know what you look like, they know when you go there. They know where you're going and what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, but that's not what they're wanting to do with us right now. No, the but BBC that is what they're going to have access to. Whether they want to do it or not, they've got yeah, access sure. to it. Yeah. And they're yeah, potentially sure. storing it. So yeah. it's all well you, and good. I'll I, I tell you who will this Significantly this will- more information needs to be known about the privacy implications of the profile data that they are collecting or could potentially collect before I personally would buy into into this mm, service to, okay. to possibly watch a film that may or may not be at all interesting once I see it. <laughs> um, give me access to it. Sometimes I, sometimes I like to watch something which is not the sort of thing that I would normally watch. I watch a lot of superhero movies, but every now and then I like a rom-com. So you need a superhero rom-com. Um, give <laughs> so me access I do not to the data. Want, uh, I do not want a TV show which only ever shows me superhero movies because that's what it thinks I watch. Yeah. I, think, I think that ben, is what you want. You want superheroes. you were going <laughs> to say, but it's you, not what I want. As we know, is. with the Facebook system, where they backtracked on the whole thing because wait a minute, there's a huge backlash because people actually do like to see the sad things that their friends are saying, <laughs> as well as the happy things that their. There friends was only are the sad people wanting that though, and it knew it was just an experiment. <laughs> So Ben, um, you were saying something. Yeah, I was before? saying that if if you're going to collect all this information, let let me have control of the data. Let me see it. Let me delete stuff that I don't want to be there. Give me give me the control, and then it removes a lot of a lot but of the you, issues that I have. You, oh yeah, you, yeah. Did you watch total the, control of the information yeah. that it's collected from you know for the profile of you? But this so is the thing. Did you watch the clip go, from BBC? No, you did, know you, what? did you watch it where you set it on your phone? Where you no. answer? I'm more this than that. I'm more you know. I'm more hardworking. I'm more lazy. I'm more arty. I'm more logic, uh, mathematical, sciencey. I'm more whatever. I can't remember the other ones. Did you see that? That that's you. You set that in your phone. No, I'm arguing more from a like a a philosophical yeah, point of view than a specific application. Point oh, okay, of view. all right, okay, yeah, okay. Indeed. This is a slippery slope. Philosophy of where this could go. Well, well, you know, you know who this is going to appeal to? Millennials, because they don't care about privacy. Actually, yes. they do care about privacy. They care a lot about privacy, especially when it's taken away from them and they didn't know it. No, millennials don't. Yes, they do. As has been shown by all of these backlashes to social media look, doing it. Look, it's, these articles all over. I've just found one here, Business Insider. Millennials are more than happy to trade privacy for security. Yeah, but this is not talking about security. No, I mean, I know, okay, but I'm just trying to make a point here. What does that mean, privacy for security? Oh, you well, know, it, for, it's going against that Benjamin Franklin famous quote of 
of those who yeah, yeah. give up privacy for a little temporary safety deserve neither. <laughs> to well, paraphrase a famous quote. Is this in a, are they talking about millennials in a general sense or as far as like well, yeah, computers this is very are much, concerned? Well, I think this is very much generalized. I mean, Gen, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, I mean, this is very, very sweeping generalizations, but but there are, you know, Okay, so we're not talking that, about like apps on a phone, like the, the way they think about that. No, 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 this is all, okay. this is very like, high level, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hmm. what apps are you giving away your privacy to get extra I mean, security? Yeah, they're making yeah. sweeping generalizations. But well, they are, it's, but it's backed up by stats. And look, here's another article. Most millennials not concerned about online privacy. This is the, the profile of is, millennials. Once these again, facts, you're being Brett? overgeneralized. And no, that is what these no. media articles are, you know, these are, facts. are there for. They're overgeneralizing it. Because if you actually go into detail of those things and look at the millennials' responses to these different privacy, you know, the privacy invasions that have come up, none of them expected their information to be used that in the ways that it's been used. And yeah, but that's none one of them example. agree We're, with it. Okay, look, let's, let's move on and talk about Mark Zuckerberg because he has announced he's going to give away 99% of his Facebook shares, which are, by the way, worth $45 billion today on paper. He's going to give that away to charity and... Bill and Melinda Gates have responded to that in a in a very positive way, saying that that's you know in fact wow was was kind of the, one of the words they used in their press release, and uh, Bono of, of uh, U two has also uh, supported the philanthropy. Yeah, yeah. does well, Facebook pay tax? Well, you know, just like any large um, <laughs> uh, corporation that uh, has a lot of um, monetary value. Uh, they pay some tax, but not as much as they and- should. <laughs> yeah, but Ben, look, look, Ben, let's give praise and credit where it's due, right? Irrespective, you're right. I know what you go, where you're going with it. Oh, yeah. but we're talking irrespective about Mark Zuckerberg, of that, the person Mark Zuckerberg not, as a person, uh, not Facebook, yeah. the uh, corporation, yeah. which hey, is. Hey, Oh, yeah, not, no. I don't disagree with you, Ben. I don't disagree. No, we with should you, be but, we should be happy that is, instead of instead of contributing to the countries where they're providing a service and earning a huge amount of money, instead of contributing to them, they should put the money into their private little slush fund that they get to do with what they want. That's a much that's a much better use of that money. I mean, taxes <laughs> paying for like education and health and that kind of thing. That's just stupid. Don't do that. Like, yeah, get a, stay away from that. Make sure that, you know, some kid in Africa's got a new oh, Facebook Philanthropy app. Philanthropy doesn't phone. start at home. Uh, yeah, Social look, awareness I, doesn't start at home, Ben. Come on. So I, I don't think the two are necessarily – it's one or the other. It's like, well, yeah, yes, it, the company does minimize its tax obligations, like, as Brett said, all – almost all multinational corporations. But at the same time, and irrespective of that, Mark Zuckerberg has made this announcement, which I think is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. is a it is a, a major pledge, um, and it is going to do a lot of good. Well, it has the potential to do a lot of good. Yeah, Once again, yeah. we don't know yeah. what it will eventually end up sure, doing. Sure, But it has the potential to do a lot of good. His pledge is to give away the 99%, but it's pretty much so far only going to be uh, $3 billion because it's, you know, no more than a billion dollars of stock each year for the next three years. That's all he's 
co-fight well, yes. committed himself yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. His pledge is, is this larger. His lifetime as well. Yeah, yeah. This, this yeah, pledge yeah. is, is yeah, sure. a larger one, but yeah. he's only committed himself so far to three mil. Not a number to scoff at. That is mm. a significant amount oh, of money. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and I th- personally, <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's better to give one billion a year than dump 45 billion once and forget it. And that's oh, it. there's no way he'd be able to dump 45 billion. You well, know, yeah, that, well, that's true. Gates but even has if been he could, prevented yeah. from dumping large amounts of money multiple times by the American government not wanting to look bad. Yeah, but even if you could, is what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I, I think you'd get more benefit, better results, a better. Uh, I don't want to use the word return, <laughs> but you know, better results on doing it the way he's doing it. Even mm. if you could dump it all at once. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, especially since he's setting up his uh, his own foundation. He needs, uh, you know, the proper base to run the foundation from and uh, what the foundation is actually going to put Support, effort into yep. and yeah, develop yeah. those first. So, yeah, not dumping a huge ton of cash in there so that mm. they just waste it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. I support this philanthropic adventure. Um, I mm. do somewhat agree with Ben's <laughs> take on that uh, they, they could be doing more from the, you know, company side to make yeah, yeah to make the the company be a little more socially responsible yeah um, I, I don't disagree with that either but, but yeah, this is sto- better than, the story was this about is, you know, yeah. better than the nothing that a lot of other billionaires do correct yeah yeah all right look let's move on uh, ofcom has released a app that can uh, to what to detect the uh, performance of your wireless network and believe it or not, Ofcom have said that, because it's this time of the year, Christmas fairy lights can actually interfere with your wireless connection, or well, the performance duh. of your wireless Anybody connection. Anybody who has done even basic electronics should know about electrical interference. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have guessed Fridges, that, that would... Fridges, uh, microwaves, all kinds of... Electrical devices, especially poorly shielded electrical devices. And let's face it, Christmas lights are not the most well, you know, electronically protected <laughs> electrical devices you've got. Hmm. And especially with the the twinkling effect that they get, that is an awful lot yeah, of see, just random electromagnetic discharge well, to, to saturate my your, guess. your airspace. Yeah, well, my unqualified guess as to what what aspect of the fairy lights would be causing the uh, the impact of performance would be the the on off, you know, the uh, oh yeah, yeah, that will be on off, on off, rather than massive amounts of electromagnetic interference in the area. Yeah, yeah. it might just be the people sitting around the tree blocking the the signal between the router and the phone. Well, this (laughs) signal goes through flesh pretty well, actually. Well, it depends on what people there are. Chimneys block them far worse than than people. Or maybe someone put a chimney in front of the router because of the Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> oddly enough, mantelpieces are popular places to put your router. Are they? Really? Yeah. Like a, a lot of telephone ports. A lot of telephone ports in your in your your regular sort of house from the last fifty odd years are. In your living room areas, and a lot of them are near where the people would congregate. So you've got your telephone port 
on the wall where you'd have your sofa next to the fireplace because the fireplaces were the central area of most people's living rooms. Especially in New Zealand houses where there were a lot of the houses from the 40s, 50s, 60s all had fireplaces. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. So it's actually quite a commonplace. A lot of the rental flats that I have been in from converted houses, the telephone jack was in the little nook next to the fireplace. Okay, well, anyway, there's a lot of factors that that come into the uh, performance of Broadband, obviously, you know, distance, objects between it, like we just talked about, uh, but also things that people may not always think about, like the fairy lights. It's like, oh, well, actually, yeah, yeah that fairy is lights, impacting. Your microwave. Mm. I think um, microwaves is, is how a very... many other people have Wi Fi around you? That's yeah, a big yeah. one, or even yeah, just connected yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Christmas time, yeah. Christmas Day, Boxing Day is going to be horrible for Wi Fi because. Far too many people will have all of their brand new electrical toys. Little kids oh, will have that, the, yeah, their, yeah, their yeah, new yeah, electrical yeah. race car sets, their internet-connected devices, their incredibly hackable and insecure new internet-connected Barbie dolls. <laughs> the Yeah. And the proliferation of silly little toy drones. Well, um, I don't... Which on will a be similar, saturating your uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of them operate on the 2.4 and 5 gigahertz like your Wi-Fi. Well, on a similar note, the busiest day for mobile network uh, texting is on New Year's Eve. Because everyone's like, happy New Year. Indeed. And I think Christmas comes in pretty close as well. Uh, to yeah. second place, I think. It's just, but the, yeah, anyway, New Year's I'm, has that one fixed point in time where pretty much everybody who has a mobile phone is texting or calling uh, at yep. exactly yep. the same time. Yeah, because Christmas <laughs> is kind of like a day long kind of thing, yeah. whereas uh, you know, <laughs> the switch over to from one year to the other is a precise moment. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's different across the world, but of course for each time zone, it's a precise moment. That's what you're saying, right, Brett? Indeed. Hmm. For each time zone, it's a precise moment. So for each country, it's it's that country's mobile phone network's single point of most use. All right, uh, last story then, and that will conclude the episode. Uh, fossilfinder.org is a crowdsourcing website to search for fossils, help identify fossils based on photographs. And uh, is it satellite or is it aerial? I'm not sure. Aerial. Uh, Aerial, yeah. I was going to say, uh, satellite. You couldn't get the resolution with satellite. Granular, no, that's no, that's right. Yeah, military. Uh, so the idea is you, uh, yeah. So the idea is you, uh, you sign up to the site and you go through and look at the photos and help identify the different bits that they're wanting you to identify. The site walks you through examples. So you, don't, different you, things, yep, yeah. so you don't need to be you know, uh, an expert. This is very, very much a la Tom Nod. Uh, you, we, you, you, we, I think we talked about. I'm a I've used TomNod a lot to help out with. I think MH370 was one of the first campaigns on TomNod. Uh, elephant mm-hmm. poaching in Africa was another campaign. Forest burning in, I think, was that Southeast Asia somewhere? Child slaves in Ghana, I helped uh, with that one. Uh, so this is very, very much uh, a la TomNod, but it's, uh, yeah, finding fossils, and it's Indeed. fossilfinder.org. It is so cool. So super cool. Yeah. Yeah. You go through, the, the, help the, find them, and... And that they're using the information they're getting from all of these people looking at all these photos to zoom in on areas that they will actually go to explore. It is such a brilliant way of, you know, 
honing in on these areas of interest instead of having to go over there, wander around for half the time and then get only a small amount of time to dig when they find something. Yep. Here Perhaps they've gone also, and just blanketed yeah. the place with, you know, kites and drones to get footage and then crowdfund the, you know, well, not crowdfund, crowdsource, crowdsource the, the effort to search yeah. through those photos to find ones of interest. It, who's yeah, who's going to be so cool? Up? Yeah, well, are you going to sign up, Brad, do you Hells think? Yeah. Hells what yeah. Yeah, okay, good. What about you, Ben? I've had a quick play. It is pretty impressive. I do okay. like it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I might give it a go as well. The photos are, by the way, I didn't mention this, they're from uh, uh, Lake Turkana Basin in Kenya. Mm. I might give it a go as well uh, when I can find a pocket of time. But uh, yeah. yeah. Just think of the stuff you'll you'll see because they've already had thing, interesting things found like tools yeah. you know an extinct crocodile yeah hippo teeth it's yeah squeeze super exciting okay brits brits in like a flash he's sold i love archaeology imagine if you found someone's iphone yeah <laughs> you're like oh look there's that iphone there. <laughs> there's the iphone that fell from the kite probably bought the wrong case for it that's why it fell out oh well at least you don't have to worry about having the pencil going the wrong way <laughs> All right, look, let's uh, let's end the episode there. Brett and Ben, I want to thank you very much for both co-hosting episode 362. Always a pleasure, Ed. Cheers, bro. All right, it's been a good one. All right, we'll do it again another time. Of course, until then, have yourselves a fantastic rest of the week. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.